Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Dr. Rick Kyolaha. Kyoloha. He is a health professional and he is a passionate advocate of better health. Welcome to the show, Dr. Rick. Thank, thank you so much, AJ. I am honored to be here on your show. You are welcome to the show, Dr. Rick. You are welcome to India in this online form. Thank and you I'm so sure much. not just in India, but a lot of people will benefit from what we are going to discuss about. We'll be talking about processed foods and our brain, how processed foods are impacting our brain. So in that backdrop, first to understand, people keep on hearing about processed foods. But many of us do not go and look for what exactly is processed food or maybe a few foods here and there we understand as processed foods. Help us understand from a common person's perspective, what are these processed foods? And then we can understand if there are there are good processed foods or all processed foods are bad. Help us understand. Then we'll try and understand its impact on their impact on our mindset, on our mental health. Right. <laughs> okay. So, uh, oh, it's my turn to speak. Yes. Well, processed, yes. processed foods, unfortunately, the most important thing about processed foods is that it's to make money. It's to make money and to increase the shelf life of the food item so that it doesn't go spoiled, so that they can increase their profits. And not only that, but processed foods are scientifically designed to trigger uh, innate uh, desires in us for saltiness, for fat, for sweets. And they're willing to put in anything into the food items that are not natural, but trigger and heighten and satisfy our brain centers so that we keep buying it, we keep eating it. For example, with the chips that uh, can be tortilla chips or potato chips or sodas, they put in ingredients that are not healthy for us, but they make us to keep buying it and buying it. And also, even though we're full, because of the chemicals that they put in, it keeps us wanting to eat more and more, even though we're full. Because these special chemicals, they actually bypass the signaling mechanism that tells our brain, look, we're full, we should stop eating. So it actually cancels that signaling process. And unfortunately, this is why obesity all over the world, in the United States, in India, and Britain is getting out of control. Okay, okay. So one, one thing I understand, Dr. Rick, is that processed foods, generally, uh, people think that, okay, it can increase the, you know, shelf life. But can it be that they do not add anything negative around it and just increase the shelf life of the food? Or do it, they do it intentionally so that, you know, people get, you know, used to such products and just forget about the shelf life part. Is it, is it possible that the, just the shelf life can be increased and not any other thing is added? Not really, because natural foods, natural foods tend to rot over time. It's a natural process. 
it's a natural life cycle of the foods, just like with us human beings. You know, we're not on this earth forever unless you believe in uh, reincarnation. But no, uh, foods tend to rot naturally. Okay, okay. So uh, you have to use, you know, these ingredients to increase the shelf life. Is it important for them to add this taste enhancing materials to increase the shelf life or they can do without it? How does that work? Well, they want you to buy more and more of their products. And it's not dissimilar to the tobacco industry, unfortunately, where they want you to buy more and more cigarettes. So their profits are increased. Unfortunately, uh, whether it be tobacco, alcohol, or food, they just want you to increase the purchase of it. And they're willing to do anything uh, to do it, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. So, uh, taste enhancer and self-life. One thing can work. The taste enhancers can, may be reduced or they can do without it if they work towards it. But that is something. Be that as it may, we cannot do much about the industry, though governments can do it. But then that is up to them. There are a lot of profits which a lot of people are making. Yeah. In terms of us, then it is like, you know, our health is only our concern. And a few people else who may be genuinely concerned, people like you who are talking about it. How do we, how do we take care of our health amidst these things? We cannot remove all processed foods or processed items from our life. What can we do? But before that, help us understand how these impacts our mindset health. Help us understand oh. so that maybe that will be something which people will find, like the tobacco warning, that it is injurious to your health. Maybe that does not work or that works sometimes, but maybe this sort of you know negative impacts of, of processed foods on our on, on our mindset health that can you know help us be more aware about uh, whenever we eat processed foods the next time. You know, in all the medical schools from India to the United States to Canada, we are not taught good, wholesome nutrition. Our course in nutrition is only about one semester, but the nutrition information that we're given, that we're taught, is very, very outdated. And so we don't realize, but this is what happens, is that on our skin, you cannot see it. In our mouths, you cannot see it. And in our gut, uh, our beneficial bacterias, fungi as well, and now and then some parasites. And these bacterias are designed to help extract the vitamins from the foods that we ingest. For example, we have billions of bacterias in our gut. And if you take wholesome, good wholesome food, it benefits the bacteria and they keep protecting us. The Unfortunately, when we take processed foods with these foreign unnatural chemicals, they actually harm the bacteria that protects us. And what happens? The uh, bacteria stop protecting us and these toxins, these additives are not, uh, are able to penetrate our intestinal wall and they're able to go to our bloodstream and ultimately end up in our brain and this is what is accounting for not just diabetes, but dementia issues, issues of poor sleep, issues of increased stress. 
an increase of cases where people have trouble concentrating at work. And it, it goes on and on. So from poor sleep to even depression to ADHD, it's because the barrier has been violated and we're allowing these unnatural things to go all the way up to our brain cells. So yeah, it's so important to eat only wholesome food. And this is actually very easy. Just stay away from ready-made food. Stick to preparing food yourself. Buy fresh vegetables. Buy good meat from a local butcher that you know if you're carnivorous. And if you're eating just vegetables, stay away from pesticides. But if they have pesticides, clean it out thoroughly with a, with a, a vegetable brush and rinse it in good water, clean water. And you'll be you'll be you'll see the big big benefit especially if you have diabetes if you stick to just good wholesome food stay away from sodas and just drink water and natural lemon juice and tea and coffee and you're on your way to healing your body right right in terms of processed foods then uh, what are there good processed foods at all or uh, that we need them uh, in uh, except for you know maybe shelf life or something, I want to understand more about this aspect. Or is it only about fast food? You just need it, you know, clearly off the shelf. Then you can keep it in your because it's easy, easy, easy for you, and then you 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 use it. How do we look at processed foods? Uh, are they actually villains because they are existing with all the you know permissions and everything uh, from governments? Not only one government. But across the world itself, how does how does one understand this whole concept? You know, a, a lot of places you use processed food, people won't even understand it. But if they say packaged food, you know, something, then they perhaps understand it better. So should we look at it as a villain or should we look at it something that it's like, okay, sometimes rarely use it, but this is only when you need it. How do we look at it? Well, from my point of view, as a medical professional, you should stay away as much as feasible, as economically as possible. Stay away from processed foods. It's actually healthier if you grow your own garden, if you have space for a garden and you make your own wholesome food. But keep the processed food to a very, very minimum if you can. If you want to snack, snack instead, instead of using chips in a candy bar, snack on wholesome nuts, uh, snack on raw vegetables. What I recommend is buy a blender, put your vegetables in, add a little bit of fruit for taste, add some dates and raisins. And what you have is a wonderful superfood packed with all the vitamins. And because you're not cooking the vegetables, you're actually preserving the 100% power of the vegetables. Because uh, cooking vegetables actually kills a lot of the vitamins. Okay, okay. You you seem to be very passionate about this. Was it because because you were a chef once upon a time, or is it because yes. you know you are also a doctor? Help us understand your journey towards the good type of health, and why, why are you not making money rather than talking about these things? My mother was an oncology nurse, and she always told me, "Don't take up medicine. You won't like it. Doctors work long hours." And at the time, I was afraid of looking at the deceased because 
I was watching too many monster movies, so I couldn't imagine studying anatomy with the deceased in the in the laboratory. So I tried cooking, and I love cooking still. And today I combine medicine with natural cooking methods, natural eating methods, like a meal plan to help people with diabetes. You can actually reverse diabetes. They don't tell you this in medical school, but you can reverse diabetes. You can reverse dementia, but you have to do it in a different way. There is a quiet revolution going on right now, headed by doctors in the United States at key clinics like the Cleveland Clinic with Dr. Mark Hyman and at Loma Linda University with Dr. Stephen Gundry. And it all started with Dr. Andrew Weil from Harvard, There's a quiet revolution going on where we are actually focusing on the causes of diseases and we're treating it more naturally. And it's about to explode, I would say, in the next decade. Uh, It's spreading to Europe slowly. This is why I'm in Spain right now, heading this, this phenomenon, heading this revolution in southern Spain. Because a lot of Europeans come to southern Spain uh, for the beauty and the health, the increased health, because they're not happy anymore with standard care because they realize that standard care is not really helping with their chronic ailments. So, yes. Wonderful, wonderful. And, and uh, hopefully there will be a day when people will be able to, you know, uh, choose the natural way of food, natural way of medicines through food, you know, and, and then uh, look at the life in the much more natural form. You also talked about, you know, uh, how medicines impact our health. We generally think of medicines. We know about, we also understand that there are side effects to medicines, but are there larger bits of how medicines can impact our health apart from curing us, but we do not know about it? Help us understand this aspect. How do I look at myself, say, for, for instance, if I get cup and cold and I take some medicine and I forget after the cold or cup is gone, I forget about it. Then apart from side effects, one thinks, okay, I need to take medicine. So there will be some side effect. But then after that, that also is forgotten. But are there beyond that, there are, you know, medicines impact our health. How should we look at medicines then? Because a lot of people pop medicines at the first instance either because you have to be in office, either because you don't want to be, you know, staying back at home for whatever reasons. People have their own reasons for that. The, it, it goes back in early history in the 1920s. There were two kinds of practicing doctors. There were the allopaths, which is traditional classic medicine, like what I studied. And there were the empirics. And the empirics used nature to help heal the person. The allopaths like me, we were taught to use, to focus on pathology, to focus on only on the disease and to use biochemistry and chemistry to correct the problems. And during those times, the rich elite people started backing the people who preferred patentable medicines that can you can make money with. So back then, the Rothschilds and the Rockefellers only backed and funded. In fact, these days, most of the medical schools are funded by these same people who promote patentable medicines for making profit. 
as opposed to the natural uh, empirics. And there's the term quack that came about during that same time period. Quack was a label put on doctors who were practicing bad medicine. So the ones who were promoting the natural ways, they were labeled quacks and given a bad name as a result. And come to these days now, I can tell you that, for example, when you have stomach ailments and you're taking a pill called the PPI or proton pump inhibitor, yes, it will decrease the acid in your mouth and the burning sensation. But unfortunately, that same pill is harming the good bacteria that protects you. So what happens when you keep taking these pills? You're made to take them for life because there's a never-ending cycle of increased damage to your bacteria, and you'll have increased acid reflux. So you have to keep taking higher and higher and higher doses of these proton pump inhibitor pills like Prilosec and things of those kinds of other pills like this. With heart medication too, it's uh, the cholesterol that we, we were told in medical school and we tell patients cholesterol is bad. It's not the fault of the cholesterol that we have heart problems and brain issues. It's actually the inflammation in the arteries caused by we're letting in these toxins to go into our bodies and they promote the inflammation in our arteries which are causing the heart disease, which are causing the insulin resistance, causing diabetes as a result. So these pills, short term, they may relieve you, like with, a, with, gas, with a ast- a gastric pills, like proton pump inhibitors, it may relieve your pain. But unfortunately, in the long run, it's no good. And the heart medications like statins are actually weakening your heart muscle and it's not really controlling the cholesterol very, very much. And cholesterol is not the problem. It's the inflammation. So how to stop the inflammation? Stick with natural foods. Don't overeat. Um, we are taught by food industries to eat three, three times a day, five times a day. It's not healthy. It's actually not healthy. So what you have to do is, just like the old Indian gurus used to do, Fasting is one of the most important tools you can do for your health. The, the less foods that you consume per day, you're giving your body a chance to rest and regenerate and throwing out basically our toxins when we, when we rest and not eat. For example, when we sleep, our body is in repair mode. And so what you want to do, that's why fasting and gurus, they know this. You're letting your body rest. You're letting your body clean itself out of all the toxins that you're putting into it. And there's also toxins in the water because the municipal water supply, it doesn't filter out the hormones from the farm animals, from the antibiotics, from the heavy metals. So you've got to filter the water as much as possible because the water is the, the water quality is not good. Plus in America, they actually put in other chemicals that are not good for you. So drink clean water as well. So does that, yeah. Absolutely, it's such a it's such a it was such a simple word, but it seems like such a difficult word where everything is available. Man, there is a problem of plenty sometimes, but then it is like you know, in an ocean, you are searching for clean drinking water with so much of water around. You know, so this yeah. is a problem like that, uh, and there is so much to learn about these things, Doctor Rick. Uh, so, how do people? 
live their life understand about more these thing this is one podcast you have your own podcast new ways inhaling so that you know tell us about this so that people can learn directly more from you the the, the objective of new ways of healing is to share other people special people's journeys and how they strengthen their mind how they strengthen their emotion how they got themselves out of depression and how they increase their mental focus and mental strength like for me as well i went through a horrible uh, marriage divorce the past seven years and my my ex-wife is still using my son to try to go against me because she's so bitter that i had left the relationship and so i'm promoting and helping other fathers and other mothers who are going through the same thing as well supporting them and also helping them to become better parents because our children our children are our future and so we have got to be role models as good parents as well good healthy in and out mind and body parents to help raise healthier kids so that we have a brighter future so this is the goal of the podcast is just just to share normal people going through not nice times but they manage to pick themselves up and strengthen their mindset strengthen their emotion because how can you heal your body without healing your mind it's impossible you know the placebo effect is so powerful so you really have to take care of your emotions while trying to heal your body at the same time so yeah that's the goal of the uh, podcast absolutely absolutely and those people who would like to you learn directly more from you get in touch with you have any questions to ask what is the best way for them to connect with you dr rich you can go to the website and you can book a free consultation with me and i can walk you step by step and to rebuilding your path of journey and recovery and it's not like a typical doctor where they spend 10 minutes with you and you go away with a prescription here what we do is we guide you for as long as it takes so that we reverse uh, your ailments wonderful wonderful with this it's a wrap on this very special edition of the kj masterclass live thank you so thank much you. indeed for joining thank you us. aj thank you aj